Hey guys. Hey guys. <laughs> Welcome to episode 59 of a Strange Thing podcast. I'm Mike. And he's Mike and I'm not here. You're not here? No. Yeah, we're going to try something a little different tonight. Yeah. We're going to kind of do a, I don't know, what should we call this? Mike's... We can call it a hot mic moment. A hot mic moment, a Mike's <laughs> medium moment with Austin as mediator. Yeah, I'm a hot mic moment with Austin as a mediator. Yeah, something like that. Um, so basically, I'm just gonna rant. Yeah, I'm gonna he, I'm gonna go off here. So the origin of all this is that Dad was gonna record a podcast with me, mm-hmm. like a normal one, like a normal one. But he went on a rant. Yeah, like 15 minutes before and I stopped. I didn't know what to say, so he just cussed. So I just said, "Fuck." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just we 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 got to talking, and we were like, "Well, maybe you could just." I'm just going to get it out and we'll put yeah. out like a mini episode and yeah. then we can dial in what we're going to talk about next episode. Yeah. So, yeah. It sounds good. So because, you know, I've been experiencing a lot of stuff, you know, and hearing a lot of stuff and you have too, because we've gone out and we've done our investigations mm-hmm. and we've been doing this almost four years. Yeah. But there's like 12 episodes. So. Yeah. We've been okay. like this last episode, like one a month and we're lucky. Yeah, and uh, but there's a lot of stuff going on in our lives. There's a lot of stuff going on in like the world, and so I just kind of went off, and then we thought, hey, you know what? That might not be a bad kind of episode if Austin was just there to kind of like calm down, (laughs) calm down, Dad. Don't bust a gork, you know, whatever. Bust a gork, (laughs) whatever that is. I don't know what a gork is. I don't either. But But, so let's just try it. All right. So welcome to the first ever episode of. The hot mic. The hot mic. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Here's what started it all. Four years ago, we decided we're going to do a podcast. So four years down the line, um, we've gone and done a lot of investigations. We've done a lot of little adventures. And, you know, what started out to be fun and exciting, and they still are, but they were full levity. They were lighthearted. And... As time progressed and the topics kept coming, things got a little heavier. Some of the things that we investigated had a more nefarious side. He said nefarious. I said nefarious. Yeah, take a drink. And so over the last probably six months, year, um, I've been wrestling with this idea called the... Using depends as an adult. No, (laughs) no. I called it the grand conspiracy. That there was something going on behind the scenes that all of these topics, or a lot of them anyway, that we talked about, kind of broke down into something that was kind of sinister and nefarious. That there possibly is something going on unseen behind what we're doing that is a little darker than the enjoyment that we're having. Kind of like wearing it depends. Nobody knows. Yeah, I guess that depends. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, back to you, Okay, Okay, I'm still going here. I'm still ranting. We did a series on the pantheons of all the gods. And then it became painfully obvious that as we went through it, that these entities that we were talking about, these gods from all these different cultures, they are all kind of the same in different cultures. They had different names. You had the god of the underworld. You had the god of you know the sky. You had the god of the waters. You had all these things. You had the sex goddess. You had tons of stuff like that. But they were also in every other pantheon. So you kind of start thinking, it's like, well, maybe they're all the same entity and they're just worshipped in different ways in all these pantheons. 
So either they all have the same idea, everything started from the same place, or there's actually some kind of entity behind the scenes that is the same. And then you start thinking about your own religious upbringing, your own background, and how does that fit into like, like my Christianity as a kid, where you know you have God created everything, you have the bad guy Satan, they get in a fight, Satan comes down, tempts Adam and Eve, they mess up, they get kicked out of the garden, humanity falls, and then God has to come save them through Jesus. And that's basically, you know, Christianity 101 in a nutshell, the way I was taught. So how do you fit in things like demons or or Bigfoot or aliens or UFOs or, you know, all these things that in, you know, the fringe culture are real to a lot of people? How do they fit into that Christian cosmology that I was raised with? And there's a lot of friction there. So, you know, when I was raised, it was like, you didn't dare question anything. So you just ignore it and you live in your nice little comfortable world. If there's some friction, then it's supposed to be fiction. <laughs> He's such a good moderator. <laughs> so when we started doing the topic of the strange earth um, here three episodes ago, um, it was fun because, you know, we're getting there. We're talking about all the things about the strange earth, flat earth, round earth, hollow earth, all this stuff. Well, when you start talking about the hollow earth, there's a lot of mythology about the underworld that is inside a hollow earth or at least a cavernous earth. You have places like hell and Hades and Tartarus and outer darkness, Gehenna. I mean, you could keep spitballing all these names out for the legends of this underworld world where dead people go, especially bad dead people. Then you also have these you know, these characters down there called demons that torment people that were bad that go to Hades and hell and Gehenna and Tartarus. And then you have the big daddy, Satan himself down there, who, you know, has got big red horns and he's got a forked tail and, and he's... A man of wealth and taste. Yeah, and everybody's burning and torturous death, you know, forever and ever and ever. And those great scenes and all the horror movies of like Satan coming alive and you go to hell and you see all the people burning and torment. Or you got the great pictures of Hieronius Bosch where there's like these really sadistic looking kind of creatures living inside the cavernous remains of other dead corpses, eating entrails and uh, it's just disgusting, right? So all that is happening in the underworld mythologies. That doesn't sound good. So while dad was spitting fire, <laughs> I don't know if it was the neighbor dog or mm-hmm. somebody's dog went off. Which it went is to hell. Kind of <laughs> he was being tortured yeah, in a erroneous Bosch band. Yorkie went to hell in a Gucci <laughs> handbasket. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, somebody's dog freaked out and it sounded like his dog. So yeah, we, yeah, we, we took to a little second and then we magnified the sound so you could hear what we're talking yeah. about. Anyway. And then last week, remember the, the gun went off. Oh, yeah. Three shots. You need yeah. to move. Anyway. anyway. Speaking of it, speaking of living in hell, what's yeah. it like owning a Shih Tzu? <laughs> <laughs> Everything's gone to Shih Tzu. But yeah, so I was talking about the ideas of the underworld and the way that people have depicted that in movies and paintings and stuff like that. And it's scary. I mean, the, the concept of hell is scary. And we talked a little bit in our last episode when we just touched on some of the mythologies real high level. It, you know, he had the idea of, of Hades in like the Judeo-Christian background where people die, they go to Hades and the bad people go to the hell side and the other people go to the paradise side or Abraham's bosom, 
that was called. And then one was a place of torment and the other one was a place of rest until God shows up. Can I interject? Yes, please do. People say like, hell yeah, or hell no. Mm -hmm. And like, oh, heavens, yes. But have you ever heard of a purgatory maybe? No. No, purgatory is a whole other concept. You get it? Like, hell no. Like, oh, heavens, yes. A purgatory, or like maybe, like maybe. a purgatory, maybe. I got it. Yeah, it's kind of in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I saw a meme. Oh, thanks. Anyway. Yeah, way to slow me down there. Back to yeah, you, Mike. Yeah, trying to get me off my high horse. <laughs> but yeah, so we were talking about hell, Hades, underworld. And while doing some investigations and doing investigations over the last two years since we started this podcast. Because when we started four years ago, like I said, it was about fun. Then things got heavier. And you start running into these ideas and concepts that get heavier and heavier. Until now we're doing the hollow earth and we're talking about mythologies of the underworld. And all of a sudden it's like this stuff, you know, there's some weird stuff here that could have some truth to it. And, you know, my upbringing in a very strict religious environment, you got to just believe the basic tenets. And if you get off on any of these side trails that has a little bit of mysticism or anything that is supernatural, even though the whole idea of Christianity is very supernatural, but if you dare question or you think about these other things, you know, it's it's frowned upon. It was for me. It's like um, Moses yeah. sees the burning bush. And the bush is talking to him. Yeah. And that's where you draw the line on supernatural. Yeah. Or that Jesus was born by a virgin. And yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Anything beyond that is just mm-hmm. crazy. What, what are you talking about? Demons? Demons? Yeah. <laughs> what's stupid. that? You yeah. silly goofer. Well, and demons are even okay. You can kind of talk about demons well, or yeah, Satan. But only, mm-hmm. only if... It's a struggle that you have in your life. Yes. Okay. They can't be. They can't be like real physical entities. Your demons are things that you deal with. Mm-hmm. Or in some religious traditions, everything's a demon. Everything is like, oh, he's possessed by the spirit of this or that. So you have extremes, right? In in Christianity, anyway. I don't know. Everybody's trapped in their own little dogma, I guess. And so mine growing up was that, yeah, those things probably exist, but you don't really talk about them. And it would happen more in the, you know, back in the primitive days when Jesus was around. That stuff doesn't happen now. People don't get possessed. Miracles don't happen. You know, all this stuff, supernatural stuff. We're just holding out until Jesus comes back and then it's all going to be fine and dandy. Well, you know, you start doing investigations for fun out in the, you know, looking at like strange ghosts or strange haunted places, or you start talking about what is Bigfoot, you start talking about what what are aliens or UFOs, or what are Wendigos, and you start looking for the entrances to the underworld or the hollow earth. I mean, you run headlong into all of these mystical, mythological, strange, supernatural realm ideas. And that's what's happened. It wasn't our intention when we started this podcast to run into those things. We wanted to have fun, lighthearted, laugh, drink a few drinks, and just just cut loose, right? But the more we go, for me anyway, I don't know about you, you're always kind of a smart aleck, 
But for me, it starts becoming more heavy because these things we're talking about all of a sudden have like a side to them that are both nefarious and maybe deeply spiritual and not on the good side of spiritual. And so when we started this, we started talking about the hollow earth and we started talking about the underworld, started talking about creatures of the underworld a little bit because we wanted to go there and talk about some of the strange underworld mythologies, you know, with like Hades hell or, or cannibal dwarves or whatever. And we were kind of spitballing what we we're going to do in the next episodes. And then, you know, you start doing some research and you start running into these things, these entities that are in all the pantheons that we talked about earlier that have tie-ins to like aliens. And it's like, what do you do with that? What do you, you could, you could probably say that it's all the same. <laughs> Only the names have changed every day. Seems I'm wasting away. Back to you, Mike. Okay, thank you. Thank you for that musical interlude. It kind of calms me down a little bit. Appreciate it. Appreciate it very much. So, so that brings me to right before this podcast, this episode. And I'm thinking about it. And I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. I've been reading some stuff. I've been listening to some audiobooks. And, well, I'll just come out and say it. I'm a lesbian. What? <laughs> Sorry, I'm not supposed to be even be here. Oh yeah, this yeah, is your yeah, show. Yeah, you're Sorry. a you're a fly on the wall over there. <laughs> yeah, so I started I started hearing about these things well a long time ago called the Nephilim. Right, mm-hmm. there was a guy, a Chuck Missler, who used to talk about the Nephilim, and the Nephilim were supposedly the hybrid offspring of fallen angels, and human women right and we've talked a little bit about this on their on our show because it's funny the you know right so we talked a little bit about that it's kind of a you know humorous way but you know it started occurring to me that I, if i believe in supernatural things why is that so hard for me to grasp and maybe consider and then so i started considering it and things started making more sense that really kind of freaked me out, actually kind of scared me a little bit because all of a sudden these things that we talk about that are funny are becoming a little more nefarious. And then when he talked about these Nephilim in that narrative, which is found in Genesis chapter six, they call them the, the great men of old or the men of renown people that were the offspring hybrids of these fallen angels. There's not a ton of stuff in the Bible about that, but there's this other book called the book of Enoch. Now, the book of Enoch is considered an intertestamental book, which means that it falls between the New and and Old Testaments um, in our Bibles. Um, They also consider it to be uh, pseudepigraphal, which means that it's uh, basically uh, Jewish religious writings that have a name that is probably not the actual name of the person that wrote it. Um, So you have the book of of Enoch, you have the book of Moses, uh, other things like that. And the time zones that these were written would probably be somewhere... Uh, for the book of Enoch, they estimate it's probably started to be written about 300 BC, 200 BC. And then it was a very popular book and well known in that culture. So when Jesus comes along with his disciples, um, they were very well versed in the concepts that were written in the book of Enoch. In fact, um, some of the Jewish authors in Jude and in Second Peter refer to the same terminology and history as you find in the book of Enoch. 
uh, which is very interesting. Also, another just a sidebar. Um, Jesus often referred to himself as the Son of Man um, over and over again, many times in the New Testament. That's something that wasn't found in any Old Testament literature, really. I mean, I think there's one citation in Daniel chapter 7 where um, he's having a vision and he sees one like the Son of Man. But the usage of the prophetic usage of the Messiah being called the Son of Man wasn't there, but it was found in the book of Enoch. So a lot of people, historians and theologians, think that at the time when Jesus was walking around on the earth, that history, that the mythology of what you find in the watchers of these fallen angels, these fallen beings, um, these fallen Elohim, were well known and basically accepted. The common view was that angels came down and boinked women and had these hybrid offspring. And there were a lot of stories that interwove in with that Genesis chapter six narrative about these, these fallen angels, which in the book of Enoch were called the watchers. And it names a lot of these watchers that fell. And then they came to earth and they, they shacked up with women. They had all these offspring that were extremely violent and blood thirsty. They ate human flesh and basically were all about polluting the genetic code of humanity. And so in that narrative, in the book of Enoch, the reason for the flood is a judgment against these fallen ones, these fallen angels and their offspring that are destroying the earth and ultimately would would interrupt God's plan of a Messiah coming to save the humans. So I know I'm going way down a rabbit trail here. But so these watchers, these fallen angels that came and cohabited with women, um, God bound them and threw them into outer darkness or in Tartarus. Um, in, yeah, in Second Peter, it talks about the uh, watchers being cast into outer darkness or Tartarus. Then you also have the byproduct of these Nephilim beings, these hybrid creatures that were destroyed in the flood. So their flesh is destroyed, but their spirits are left. And those are demons, according to the book of Enoch. And what's crazy is a lot of that story is alluded to in some of the scriptures, like in Jude and Second Peter. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like the writers of the New Testament knew the stories and considered them probably true and quoted them. And back then it would probably be oral tradition, right? Like they'd be, they'd be saying what their grandparents said and their parents. Well, there was oral tradition, but this was all written. This is all stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, Jesus's disciples, they read books, they wrote scrolls. It's kind of crazy to me as, sorry, this is your show, Mm -hmm. but Christians in general, Mm -hmm. they believe in the virgin birth. Mm -hmm. They believe in um, miracles, healing the blind, raising resurrection of the dead. Yeah. And if you... Uh, all the supernatural All these stuff. things. They believe in uh, God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. The be- they believe in the Jesus Christ, his only son, and their Lord. You're reading a creed. Who is... <laughs> <laughs> was conceived of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, who was suffer- suffered under Pontius Pilate, who was crucified, dead, and buried, and, and descended into hell, yes. and on the third day rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven shortly thereafter. Mm -hmm. That's my interjection. Mm -hmm. And was seated on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. 
From there, he will judge the quick and the dead. Yeah. Yep. I believe in the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. in the Holy Catholic Church. Church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the uh, communion of the saints. Yep. The I don't know. You're putting me on the forgiveness spot. of sins, sins yeah. the resurrection of the body, mm-hmm. and the life everlasting. Amen. Yeah. So they believe in all these things. Supernatural stuff. That's all supernatural. And that is what Christianity and, as you just read or heard or mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. Catholicism is kind of based on. Mm-hmm. Well, that word if Catholic Church, when you say to... that in the creed in a different church, Catholic means universal. Yeah, I know. But oh no, I, people might not know. So <laughs> but if there. you believe in all that stuff, <laughs> how can you not believe in Genesis six? Or at least, why can't you consider it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Consider. Yeah. Do you yeah. think God or Jesus came to Earth, born of mm-hmm. the Virgin? So two things impossible. Yep. But yet you believe already, it. and you believe that, yeah. and then he <laughs> did miracles. Yep. And only saints do that, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then you believe that he died. Mm-hmm. Okay, everybody dies. But then he came back. Yeah, he rose. From but he hell. went to hell. Yeah. And he came back. And yeah. then he went to heaven. He, he went to hell. And it says that he descended and he led a host of captives free. Okay, so believe that. <laughs> yeah. And tell me that... There's no such thing as giants. And Genesis 6 is stupid and it doesn't make any sense. And we don't need to teach that in yeah. Bible school. Yeah. I, yeah. Right. So my church, the one I was raised in. You sounded like. Never mind. My church. Yeah. The one I'm starting tomorrow. You kind of sounded like Howard Stern. Like my, my church. <laughs> Here's the thing. Okay. The church I was raised in. Um, they did not touch any of that stuff. It was very stripped out of supernatural kind of thing. Yeah. Supernatural things happened back then, but it's done. Until Jesus comes back. Then that'll be the last supernatural thing. You hear loud trumpets and you go to heaven. Yeah. And, you know, which is too bad because, I mean, there's so many things in there that's just... I mean, it's like Middle Earth incarnate. Yeah. You've got, like, trolls and dwarves. Okay, you don't have those kind of characters, but you have, have like, fallen angels and entities and different kinds. You have the cherubim, the seraphim. And and I'm going off... I know we're not getting deep in any of this, but I want to. (laughs) I'd love to go down the rabbit trail in... We could have a whole episode on Tolkien and, well, yeah. my my family member yeah. um, recently got uh, a job at a school. As a teacher. who's a It's a Catholic school and apparently mm-hmm. there is a priest at who's this Catholic really school Earth. Yeah. who teaches a class on um, the, the common... The, the J.R. Tolkien. Tolkien and Christianity. Yep. Mm-hmm. Basically. Yeah. And it's so true because there's a lot of parallels, and it's funny how if you if you let your mind relax a little bit, and mm-hmm. I'm you're supposed to be the talker on this. Episode, I know, but go, if you you're if you me, let you're your me, uh, if you let up. your mind relax a little bit, like I'm letting you do right now, yeah. The idea of like a, a giant being mm-hmm. isn't crazy if you take the story of David and Goliath. Oh, he wasn't six foot seven. No, you know he was thirteen. Well, and you have the king of Og, thirteen who foot had tall. a bed that was like you know. Yeah, six if you feet take these things, yeah, literal, yeah, because you take everything else literal. Well, yeah, why would you single these out to not be literal when everything else you take literal? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's so if you take one thing yeah. literal, you got to take the rest at least a little mm-hmm. bit literal, and then you're 
Mm-hmm. I, I want to say a phrase, but it's something from another podcast. But Go if ahead you say it, no, I don't want to because okay. we're so in the same vein. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sound like them. But if you say that one thing is true, mm-hmm. then you have to admit that the other things can be true. You know, that was actually a quote by Michael Heiser. Yeah, I know. And, he, <laughs> and, and you know, I've listened to a lot of Michael Heiser and I've read his books. Um, so I'm a little deeper into this than maybe I'm letting on right now because I've actually been kind of going deep dive for probably the last three or four or five, six months on this whole idea of the watchers. The, I wouldn't say it's been three, four, five, six months. Well, I thought about it for probably 20 years, yeah. but in the last six months, I've actually really We found going some after. things mm-hmm. recently that mm-hmm. in our life has pointed us that direction. And some of it's in our investigations keep slapping us in the face with mm-hmm. this, this topic. And, you know, I flirt with it. The grand conspiracy, you know. But I do believe there's a grand conspiracy, and I believe these are all parts of it. Now, of course, this is for those of you that aren't religious or you're not, uh, you know, familiar with the Christian background. I mean, this might sound really strange and bizarre to you, but just hang in there with us. If nothing else, just enjoy the ride, because uh, I'm not, I'm not proselytizing here. I'm just talking about my experience, and if it gives you something that maybe leads you a certain direction, well, that's even better in my estimation. But if not, it educates you about how weird we can actually be. And if you're tired of the episode, skip it. Not every episode is going to be punctuated with our our thoughts. No. A lot of them are going to be us just goofing around in caves or Mm -hmm. trying to find Sasquatches or whatever. This we're poking around in a mental cave. Easy, Stephen King. (laughs) (laughs) But we don't do this very often. Take it for what you want. But this idea of Watchers is fascinating. And the way that it plugs into like all of the pantheons, all the ideas of of giants, of wendigos, of aliens, of... I mean, it, it ties... I wouldn't say in a nice, neat bow, but it ties all of these fringe elements into something that's all of a sudden... That has an explanation that's more than just like, ooh, it could be this or it could be that. Because... These are like ancient documents. You know, the, the Book of Enoch and the, the Book of Giants. I mean, these books are like 2,000, 2,200 years old. And it reflects a mindset that was pervasive in that culture, not just then, but probably for a 1,000 years before. I mean, we could get talking about Mount Hermon, which is the mountain supposedly where these watchers, when they came to Earth, they landed or it came to ground or came to Earth on Mount Hermon. And there are all these associations around, um, you know, in the Levant or the Dead Sea, that whole area from the Dead Sea up to the Sea of Galilee, where all these events take place. And there are all these stories of all these things happening with these watchers and these beings and these creatures and these, this warfare that when you look at the life of Jesus, he actually goes to those same places and reverses the things that were taking place by these watchers that fell. It's really weird. And, you know, we could get really deep into it, but honestly, that would be a whole episode in each one of these little categories. We're just talking like high level for a mics, what'd you call it? Hot mic? Uh, hot mic moment. Because whatever. I'm really hot on this right now. <laughs> and, you know, I'm hot looking, according to my wife. He's hot looking. 
again. Nobody sees. <laughs> yeah, nobody cares. It's just him who's at a hundred degrees. As we talked about the hollow earth and the underworld, this topic kept coming up. I felt like I had to say something about it because I want to talk a little bit and put a little bit of flesh on this skeleton and kind of give you my, I don't I, it's not frustration. I almost think it's excitement because I, I think I'm learning stuff that now allows me to take all that stuff that was like suppressed as a, mm-hmm. as a youngster and gives me a framework to actually think about these strange things in a way that's not only semi-possible, but maybe plausible. So that's kind of where I'm at. And I know we didn't get deep into who the watchers are, these Elohim. I mean, if you're a Christian and you're hearing me and you've never heard this stuff, it's going to sound really weird, but really there are some really deep theological support for this. If you're non-Christian and you're hearing this and you're thinking, man, that guy's whacked, well, obviously, right? But there's some fun things to think about. It ties into the whole idea with Sitchin and the uh, Anunnaki and Nibiru, the planet that comes around every 3,600 years and these these gods that or these creatures that supposedly, what do they call that? Were they uh, sperm, spermodia, spermedia, spermatin, sperman, panspermia. Sitchin had the idea that basically life was planted on the earth by the Anunnaki and they created us as humans as a hybrid race to basically mine gold to save their atmosphere on their planet, Nibiru. And Nibiru is on a huge elliptical orbit that circles the sun and every 3,600 years it gets close and that's when they jump back and forth and basically get the gold and whatever. So Mm. Sitchin would say that Nibiru is on its approach to come back. And then it's also bringing the Anunnaki to once again, conquer earth, take over earth. But there's a lot of really weird stuff there. And then you have the ancient astronauts. I mean, that's a big thing right now. Yeah. You ever heard of the book, the dream catcher by Stephen King? (laughs) No, Stephen King again, huh? I love Stephen King. (laughs) I didn't know that. Um, so these aliens, yep, since the 1940s or 60s, 50s, whatever, Roswell, mm-hmm. they've been here, but they got a, uh, a spaceship that crashes, mm-hmm. and on these aliens is a fungus from another world mm. that infects humans, but they're in Maine in November, so there's it's cold, yeah, the fungus doesn't last very, doesn't long. grow very long, yeah, so this fungus gives people telekinesis they can hear each other's thoughts for short periods of time but inside of that fungus if it if you ingest it 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 becomes a like a parasitic tapeworm thing that just doesn't stop growing takes over you yeah well no it it, it, yeah blows out your butthole and (laughs) eats you ew okay so here's the thing it's like this weird where it's a good thing that the aliens brought you telekinesis. Mm-hmm. But it's a bad thing that they did because now you can read everybody's thoughts about you. Plus, the bad guy who's an alien who found a guy who can't die from the alien uh, infection, he's like the uh, 
the Trojan horse. Like he, yeah, he yeah, can he, get infected, but he can't die. Yeah, yeah. So he can. He's a super super spreader. spreader. Super, super spreader. spreader. Yeah. <laughs> As I said in the COVID days. Are you sure this isn't a Star Wars episode or a Star Trek episode? It I'm sounds sure like it, it sounds like the Borg. I don't think it sounds like anything from Star Wars. <laughs> Star Trek. Anyway. I don't know what I was saying, but I love Stephen King. I don't so. know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you might as well just rant more on my rant on Mike's. Sorry, I was just coming, trying to say something, <laughs> and it just eluded you. Well, it was a good little. I don't remember know. the 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 point I was making, but basically, it's <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. This is gonna be a fun episode. Yeah. But <laughs> you can just delete all my talking. Uh, you know, it's funny. I, th- I'm just here to this try to just, bring some ca- me color blabbing, to, your, to you know? your black and white. I yeah, I would like. I don't know because we don't need to. Um, we don't need to. You know, beat this up too bad. Uh, I just wanted to get this off my chest a little bit, and we. You know, I think we could. I'd like to do a little bit of real serious investigation on some of these concepts. I don't know where to start really. And maybe maybe I'll just do a Mike's Media Moment every once in a while that's just hardcore into the mythology or something. We need to get more content out anyway, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. So we might have to get a little more creative with how we're putting content out. Right. And uh, that might mean that you do an Austin's musical interlude. Yeah. Or... You can do one of these informational, like, where you're just spitballing <laughs> all these... Things about your thoughts and your upbringing and your heart and and all these things that you feel and I can just do a whole episode of like Howard Stern impressions or like a yeah. Donald Trump or Donald Trump you'd be interviewing like, Howard Stern yeah. <laughs> or the other way around or like some ridiculous yeah. thing I don't know what I could do but I could write some random song and maybe spit it out I don't there know for you. you know we get into this a little bit it might it might. Uh, pique your curiosity it might you might be the one that rants on some of this stuff more than me you might tickle me uh-uh <laughs> ain't gonna uh-uh. can you do a howard stern impression i don't like howard stern yeah i don't either so i don't know what he sounds like other than he's kind of a jerk guy right he like kind of mm. ends everything like this mm. that's not a very good one but yeah right he does like this I don't know. Yeah. I I'm, I just remember he was so vulgar. He had that. It was on TV, like MTV or something. I don't right. Know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we got into the, the part that I was interested in, which right. is this weird idea of, of the watchers and that these fallen angels, these fallen Elohim, Elohim is the word for God, the divine council concept that live in an unseen realm that are interplaying with humanity and have been since the very beginning of time is a really intriguing concept. Now you can hang different words on that. Um, you could hang Anunnaki, you can hang words from different pantheons and beliefs in different things. You can talk about, you know, spirit guides. You can talk about the people when they take, uh, DMT. D- yeah, DMT or other psychedelics, and they see the same creatures. Mm-hmm. The clockwork elves or machine elves. Yeah, there. yeah. You know what are those things? You know, there's all these tie-ins that are really fascinating, really creepy, and might just be actually founded in the same. I want to say mythologies, but it might even be something more than a mythology. It could be the reality in the unseen realm. And anyway. 
We could just stop there. We Drop should, the mic. We should Poof. have a uh, a book or like a, a I don't know some a series reality in the unseen realm. Ooh, that's a good Isn't one. Isn't that a good name? Yeah, that's really good. Maybe that should be our next podcast. Reality, Although, yeah, because we're underworld. Realm. Are we still talking about Strange Earth now? I mean, it I is we because were. these are strange things on Strange well, Earth. We can go into how mm-hmm. all of these pantheons and things relate mm-hmm. to the underworld. Yeah, and how that's relevant in our society. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be really or fascinating to tie we could go into that's my power strength it's bad i'm sorry yeah yeah it's not I don't good. Even want but to try. we could also do the tie-ins from these fallen watchers the names we have their names you know in the book of enoch and parallels that they could be in the pantheons mm-hmm. or in, in in not even necessarily in the pantheons in modern society yeah that's what i meant like we can go mm-hmm. into how the underworld Mm-hmm. That mythological underworld that mm-hmm. we talked about. Because yeah. at first we talked about the physical-ish underworld where mm-hmm. caves, mm-hmm. caverns, uh, you know, underground dwellings. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I did that voice and now my voice is wavering out. <laughs> but um, uh, now we can talk about how maybe there's this mythological underworld. Like that. Those, these three paintings mm-hmm. that you were going to post on YouTube. Um, this underworld where there's... Mm-hmm. mystical crazy beings and mm-hmm. gods and goddesses and stuff yeah well okay so because you went there i mean just just imagine okay in god's creation in the unseen realm what kind of creatures could he have created to dwell there you think of the manifold creation of the physical world, all the animals, all the creatures, all the things, all the plants, all the, that's all in our physical world that we can touch and see and smell and interact with. What might he have created in the unseen realm? Yeah. It could be just as populated. That's a thing. I, I love always, that idea. I always think of where people are like, no, if, if we find uh, aliens, then it'll, completely ruin the religious structure no it's like no why has god got to tell you everything (laughs) like why do you think you're so special god's got to tell you every Mm -hmm. single thing ever there could be so much more in the world because god is so vast Mm -hmm. and and you're just a part of it and yeah you are in his image Mm -hmm. and we believe that but why do you have to be the specific thing he yeah, tells everything? Everything to? has to be. The, through he your could have other things in his image. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. It'd, it'd be a fun thing to think about, talk about, um, ponder. No matter what your religious persuasion is, or or non-religious persuasion. <clears throat> Speaking of uh, pantheons and stuff, do you know why Medusa was never allowed to get married? Because mm, she would turn her husband to stone. All her boyfriends were stoners. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to tell a joke. That's <laughs> almost funny. Well, on that note, should we get out of this episode? Yeah. Yeah. And since I'm leading, do you want me to like do it? I'll yeah. do the ending. Yeah. Okay. I'll say, uh, what do you say? Well, so join so, us. Okay. You got it. I got it. Okay. So join, so so join, join us next time for some. Oh, for some cold drinks and some strange. Yeah, I'm going to try a good one. So join us next time for some cold drinks and some strange conversations. Nice. Taters. (laughs) Taters. (laughs)